Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Family. Someone recently remarked that I had a strange family. I prefer to think of them as quirky, which many Southerners proudly claim to be. That said, I realized there was a grain of truth to my friend's statement, so I'd like to introduce you to one of my family members. My grandmother on my father's side, called Lizzie. She was a walking contradiction. On the one hand, she strictly adhered to the rules, whatever they were, pursing her lips slightly at any infraction. Her husband was the exact opposite, more often than not, trying to get her goat for a good laugh. For example, at the Thanksgiving dinner table, while my grandmother was saying grace, he would run his wet finger around the rim of the crystal water glass, causing a high-pitched sound that increased in volume as time went on. You know that sound. All of us kids had to work hard at not laughing out loud, even though we knew he would do something to disrupt the orderly procession of the meal. My grandmother chose to ignore this and soldier on. I didn't wonder then, but I do now, what in the world drew them together? Before you think she was a very rigid person, let me dissuade you by saying my grandmother's vices were bourbon and gambling. She lived next door to our Presbyterian church all her married life and loved having her canasta group play cards in her living room on Sunday afternoons in full view of the church. I'm not entirely sure what the betting was like, but I do know she left me what she called her gambling pen when she died. It's a simple gold bar pen with three diamonds, about three quarters of a carat each, on a vertical slant across the middle of the pen. Quite handsome and quite well known to all her card-playing friends. According to them, she lost it as much as she got it back. There's a lot of history there, most of which I can only imagine. Her love of gambling hit its high peak when my father received a collect call from one of her friends on a Saturday afternoon. They were all on the way to Hawaii, but had a stopover in Las Vegas, where there were slot machines at the airport. Her friend called to say my grandmother refused to get on the plane, instructing them to pick her up on the way back from Hawaii. Somehow, my father got her to the phone and cajoled her to getting on the plane, but I have to say it was a very long conversation. Her love of Alabama football was almost as strong as her love of gambling. She spent many a weekend, three feet in front of her TV, yelling at the Tide football team to score, damn it, bourbon at hand. I felt quite sure she had money riding on every game, although I could never prove it. When I came home from college on visits, I would often stop by my grandmother's house around five or so to sip bourbon with her in the living room, also in full view of the church, while she regaled me with the local gossip. At one point, I noticed she was speaking badly about my mother, so I told her this wasn't okay, and if she continued to do that, I wouldn't stop by. She didn't, and I didn't either. 
This went on for a number of weeks until I got a call from her to come over for a drink. I asked if she remembered our last conversation, and she said she did. All was going well until she started a sentence with someone with whom we are both acquainted, or my neighbor, and proceeded to tell me something she didn't like that my mother was doing. I have to admit, I did like her creativity, and although we went back and forth like this for many months, we finally just had to let it go. I think we both agreed to disagree because we liked each other too much to let it get between us. All of this is to say I'm putting some jewelry I rarely wear on consignment, and I'm trying to make up my mind about my grandmother's gambling pen. On the one hand, I have never worn it, but I cherish its history. I would love to make sure it goes to another gambler, but I have no way of ensuring this. I feel the pen would not like to be put on display indiscriminately with various and sundry other pieces. This is a pen that has a certain reputation to uphold. I also think my grandmother would be sad to see me let it go. It has a hold on me that I can't quite escape, so what to do? I feel silly thinking the pen has a mind of its own, but then so did my grandmother. I cannot look at this pen and not see Lizzie in my mind, clear as day, with her wavy gray hair and old-timey gold-rimmed spectacles, her shirt dress cinched in at the waist with a thin belt of the same material. I think of her and taste the cornbread we often had for summer lunch, see her sitting in her chair in her living room, regaling me with her old lady adventures. I went to Italy just out of college, and I brought her back a short gold necklace which she wore every day of her life, and finally asked me if I minded if she was buried in it. How can you not love someone so endearing, even if it was only at unexpected times? And I did love her in spite of many of the things she did, and I feel we had a special bond because I spoke up to her and told her what I thought, and she did the same. Well, I guess by now you can see the answer about selling this pen is clear. It wasn't that clear to me until I turned to writing about it to see where my heart was in this matter. And there's no question that my heart stands in solidarity with my grandmother's fun traits and the sweet times I had with her. Plus, blatant gambling for the thrill of it. You just got to love that. For a woman widowed in her 50s, my grandmother made the most of the rest of her life, allowing herself to do just what she wanted, whether she realized she was doing that or not. She never missed a step and was always up for an adventure. And if it seemed like a little bit of a gamble, well, all the better. That's the wisdom I take from her, and her pen reminds me that all that is available to me, too. So there it stays with me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on now that you ask podcast.com. Bye bye for now. <laughs>